This podcast is brought to you by Link, simply the best way to learn languages. After you listen to the podcast, sign up for a free account at Link, L-I-N-G-Q.com, and study the full transcript using Link's revolutionary learning tools. Hi, Joe. Hi, Steve. Well, what do you want to talk about today? Well, I thought uh, we had a request on the forum from Rosie in Japan uh, to talk a little bit about the uh, Winter Olympics that are going to be held here in Vancouver and Whistler uh, in 2010. Boy, it doesn't seem so far into the future, does it? And it seemed like it was so far away when they announced that we won the bid about Three years ago now? Two years ago? Possibly more. It was at least three years ago, I right. think. And it just seemed like it was so far in the future. And now, really, it, they have different venues built now. Um, I think uh, some luge and bobsled uh, tracks up at Whistler and new skating rinks, ovals for speed skating already built and done. And it's just... And I gather they're over budget on quite a few things. Yeah, yeah, I think. We've had a, a bit of a construction boom here in, uh, in uh, Vancouver, mm-hmm. in the lower mainland, as we call it, so that that has driven up the price of building materials, mm-hmm. uh, the cost of uh, construction labor, so that uh, people are complaining that it's going to be a very expensive mm-hmm. uh, Olympics, more mm-hmm. expensive than we expected, and the taxpayers will be paying for it for a long time. I, I forget... What they said already that we're, uh, is it 500 million over budget already? I think that was the number. I might be wrong, but it was it was a large, large number, and, right. and that's just so far. So. Now, of course, not all of this expenditure is, is sort of a one-shot uh, expenditure uh, just for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. This includes uh, a high-speed uh, rapid transit line from the airport into the city. Which, which we is, need. Which we need. It, impro- it includes improving the highway up to Whistler, mm-hmm. which we need. Yes. And many of the facilities they're building are going to be permanent facilities for recreation yeah. or for housing. But undoubtedly, some of the cost will be spent specifically for the Olympics, and there will be nothing to show for it mm-hmm. once the Olympics are over. Which is, uh, which is making quite a few people angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, I know there's been quite a few protests lately uh, with different advocacy groups and and people who feel that we don't uh, we aren't we're not taking care of our more marginalized people the people who uh, maybe are homeless or have different problems and that we shouldn't be spending money on the Olympics we should be spending more money to help the people who live here so there is quite a debate over the whole you know the interesting thing, thing we're straying a bit from the olympics but the interesting thing about uh, the problem of homelessness and we do have a significant homeless problem in vancouver mm-hmm. um and it's not only in vancouver you see it in other places but i think we've got a pretty bad one here yeah, for a variety of reasons mm-hmm. having to do with the milder climate which attracts people from all over canada mm-hmm. but one thing is true uh, when i lived here in the late 70s and 80s, there was far less money spent on social welfare, and we had far fewer homeless people. Hmm. Interesting. So there it doesn't seem, and I, I know in Japan, when I lived in Japan in the 70s, there were no homeless people, and uh, now Japan has a much more developed social welfare system, and you see more homeless people. So it's not, you know, the whole... Throwing uh, money at it is maybe not Well, that's right. It seems to be a complex phenomenon. It might have something to do with modern life, with 
stresses, with breakdown of family, with so many different things. And it's not obvious to me that uh, that just more money is the solution. But but it's a bit like this whole uh, we often talk about the language learning infrastructure for immigrants. All of the people who are in that sector are always clamoring for more money mm-hmm. because that's normal. They want more money for their organization. Uh, it's not clear that they achieve very much. Unfortunately, <laughs> I saw this study in the United States where they they looked at immigrants and compared them sort of from a certain point in time, with say six or, or 12 months later, and looked at those immigrants that improved and the reasons that contributed to the... Uh, improved in language, mm-hmm. in English. And these are typically in the United States, it's uh, immigrants from Latin America, legal or illegal for mm-hmm. that matter. And uh, the amount of... the hours of instruction of ESL, you know, English as a second language instruction, was a minor factor. Mm-hmm. So other things that they weren't able to measure, like is this immigrant, does he work with other English-speaking people? Is this immigrant motivated? Does the immigrant watch Spanish at home on television? Or does he watch English at home? I mean, there's so many other things, not just how much funding goes into schools. Right. And I think with the, uh, with the homeless thing, which is a big issue. I mean, people will be shocked when they come here for the Olympics, when they see... How many people, homeless people many are homeless here. People. Yeah. Uh, now... For some of those people, they're mentally disturbed. Mm-hmm. For some of them, they are drug addicts. Uh, some of them seem to choose that as a lifestyle. And, and maybe, you know, we have a society which is more permissive, more tolerant of all these alternative lifestyles. Whereas 50 years ago, you know, if you wanted to go on the street, people say, fine die there you know what I mean (laughs) there weren't all the people who wanted to help you it just wasn't an option you didn't become a squeegee kid right a squeegee kid (laughs) we should explain that a little bit well a squeegee kid is is uh, I think there are fewer of them now Mm -hmm. I think they've cracked down on them but you drive to a red light and this perfectly healthy young person Mm -hmm. comes up and offers to clean your windshield with very dirty water, yes. generally, and a, yeah. a squeegee, like a sponge. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, they want you to give them money. Yeah. And, uh, but the dirty water doesn't bother me. I it bothers ask, me when I have a clean car. I didn't ask for that person. <laughs> but the, what really bothers me is, I can understand if you are in Calcutta. Right. Where these people, I mean, there is literally nothing for them. They're, they're poor. Mm-hmm. To me, it is almost like making fun of those people. Mm-hmm. Here's a, per- a Canadian person who has the opportunity to do other mm-hmm. things, pretending to be a poverty-stricken person from Calcutta. They're not. Mm-hmm. And so I have no sympathy for those people whatsoever. Well, I mean, I just think... I do believe that a lot of the people who are homeless have mental illnesses and it's very difficult for them and they cannot necessarily hold down a job. But like a lot of these squeegee kids, generally they are very young people Mm -hmm. and I'm sure some of them have a lot of problems too. But if you can stand on a street corner all day long wiping somebody's windshield, why can't you work at a gas station Mm -hmm. and make $9 an -hmm. hour and do the same thing? And everywhere you go in Vancouver, you see signs, help wanted. There is such a labor shortage right such now. Such a labor shortage. Yeah. Uh, so the, don't tell me you can't get a job. Every time I go into a little shop or a restaurant, all I see is help wanted. Mm-hmm. It's true. So Anyway, we've strayed from we've the We've strayed, uh, yes. From the <laughs> but, uh, you particularly uh, wanted to talk about something else that was in the news. 
related to the Olympics? To the Olympics. Well, I I heard a couple of weeks ago that um, the the public sector here in I I don't know if it's just Vancouver or British Columbia. British Columbia. I think it's British Columbia. Mm-hmm. So province wide, mm-hmm. um, that people who work for the public se- in the public the sector, the provincial, but only the provincial government. Is it only the provincial? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I because think the, so. the federal government, they would right. have to get permission from right. the federal government. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, which is a large number of people, thousands, <laughs> hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands. Yes. Yeah, uh, that they because we need volunteers for the Olympics. That's fine. Um, they are going to be given. They can choose to volunteer for 14 days. The Olympics are two weeks, I think. 14 days. Seven of those days, they will be paid for by taxpayer money. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the other seven days, if they want to take the other seven days, well, that has to be out of their vacation time. Mm -hmm. But I was just appalled that all of these people can take a week off, seven days off work, to go volunteer, have fun, and we pay for it. Well, it begs a number of questions. And there's a good expression for our learners. To It begs the question. In other words, it brings up a number of considerations. Number one, do those people have nothing useful to do? <laughs> you know, if, if a whole bunch of them, almost an unlimited number... Can just take, take a off, week off. Take a week off altogether at the same time and go volunteer... It suggests that maybe they're not so useful, which I suspect is the case anyways. <laughs> now, people who do have important jobs to do, like uh, hospital workers, uh, you know, nurses, uh, you know, emergency response people, I mean, those people are not going to be volunteering. No. Don't tell me that we're going to be have nobody people out of our hospitals. Right. Doctors and nurses are going to go up to Whistler to volunteer. I don't <laughs> think so. So it is going to be more the kind of people who spend a lot of time over the coffee shop. Uh, you know, <laughs> office workers. Office workers. hmm uh, so that's the one question. And then the other question, if, if that is a legitimate thing to do, like, first of all, the second question is, it, 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 uh, it basically devalues the spirit of volunteerism. That's right. I'm paid to volunteer? Well, I'm no longer volunteering. That's exactly right. You're not a volunteer anymore. No, you're being paid to go there. And I am sure that the genuine volunteers will work harder, and have a, a more, uh, you know, uh, helpful and, and positive and, and, and energetic approach to their task than these uh, volunteers who are paid to volunteer, mm-hmm. who may show up or spend their whole time in a... In a I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say that. That's not true. But, uh, so that's the second question. And then the third question is, you know, why can the public sector, with your tax money in mind, mm-hmm. do that? Yeah. When in the private sector... So I'm a private sector worker, and we both are, yeah. but why should your friend who works for the government mm-hmm. be allowed to go up to Whistler at public expense and volunteer? Have a week off of fun and get I paid, know. and I'm footing the bill for it. I, I just, I think it's absolutely appalling. Appalling. But such is... Have they, uh, are they going to do that? Won't they get enough volunteers? I know when Calgary had the Olympic Games, they were swamped with volunteers. They, I know at this point they do still need more volunteers, mm-hmm. but it is still two years away. I would think that they would have more than enough volunteers. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, if they don't have enough volunteers, then I understand offering some incentives, but it shouldn't be just to the, the public's... 
employees. It right. should be the the incentive should be given to every British Columbian. Well, exactly. If if uh, because I think a lot of people could get time off. That's right. From their so are you going to pay my wage? So then, if they're going to pay, the government is paying the wages these of these public service workers. So then, you or I could say, well, I can try and get a week off from work. Yeah. My boss might agree, and then I can get paid. To volunteer. Exactly. That helps pay for my beer while I'm up. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. So, yeah, I just think the whole thing is very unfair. But it's, it's. I mean, let's not get on the subject, but it's it's part of the whole sense of the government employees can do what they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they're obviously working for the public good, whereas people in the private sector are money grubbing. Mm-hmm. There's a good term for our learners. We're for profit. For profit, money grubbing, and so forth and so on. When, in fact, as we've said very often, it is that money-grubbing for-profit sector which pays taxes. That's right. And not only profit from the companies but the taxes from the salaries of the people who work in that sector that feed the public sector. Now, obviously, public sector employees uh, pay taxes as well. Yes, and are needed as well. well. And there's a whole number of... of, of, uh, Services at the we're very happy to have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and there's a lot of public provide. public um, civil servants who who do work hard. Oh, I'm sure. So, I mean, most people are motivated to work hard in whatever job they're mm-hmm. given. I think that's generally the case, whether you're in the private or the public sector. Mm-hmm. But the problem in the public sector is that is the issue of accountability. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you set up a private company and nobody's interested in your service. <laughs> then you, know, you you go under. You go under. You know, you don't or make you it. can't organize yourself properly, so that uh, your revenue at least matches your uh, Expense. costs expenses. You're out of business. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the public sector, you come up with a program. We're going to build something here, and uh, well, rather than having a small uh, uh, whatever rec center, we'll have a big one. And uh, there's no limit. We'll just tax people. Uh, so we'll just increase one. taxes we'll or whatever increase, if we yeah. need to pay for it. Yeah. So there's a fundamental problem there. Now, theoretically, of course, democracy should deal with that. And when we see governments wasting our money, we should throw them out. But <laughs> um, people aren't that close to it, unfortunately. No, no. Yeah. Anyway, that aside, are you a fan of the Olympic Games? You know, I, I can't say that I spend too much time watching them. Mm-hmm. Uh there's a few events. If I'm home, I'll I'll watch. But no, I don't spend a lot of time watching the Olympics. Are you more interested in the Winter Olympics or the Summer Olympics? Hmm. Well, see, I like hockey, mm-hmm. which is Winter Olympics. So, uh, but then I, I like the swimming and the g- gymnastics in the summer. So, mm-hmm. in the Summer Olympics, I I don't know. I just I'm not very interested in either, to tell you the truth. I used to, when I was younger, I really was, and I don't know why. I guess I'm just not interested in sitting at my house watching sports on television. Mm-hmm. Doesn't do a lot for me. Right. Yeah. No, I I tend to agree with you. Uh, some of the events though are amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, the skiing. Now I can't watch skier after skier after skier. I can't tell who's fast, who's slow. But they are extraordinary, mm-hmm. extraordinary, and they're skiing on ice, you know. And they're gripping that ice with their edges, and they're maximizing their speed, and they're taking such tremendous risks. And, and of course, the thighs on those skaters. I know. Or speed skaters. Or speed skaters. You know, some of it actually causes me kind of uh, some anxiety, which is why I think I don't like to watch it, because I I really do see how fast some of them are going, and they're on ice or snow or whatever, and it 
it scares me. Like I just uh, it's a little scary. I, oh, when they fall. Oh yeah. Oof. Oh yeah, I don't I don't, and unfortunately whenever they fall, they'll show that 15 times and I don't like seeing No, I don't want to see that. Flying, they're crashing, breaking no. bones. No. And uh, and some of them I, some of the events are quite ridiculous. Uh Certainly, all of these luge bobsled. I mean, spending millions of dollars to you know to build this structure for how many athletes? I mean, have you ever been in a luge, a bobsled? Never will. No. So some of those are ridiculous. I agree with you. The gymnastics. Some of the uh, oh, they're some so of the amazing. Things that those performers do. Some of the the men on those uh, the rings. The rings. Oh, that is just. Unbelievable, unbelievable strength. Those know, those it's, those it's people have an unbelievable control strength. Control and strength. Flexibility. Uh, flexibility. But yeah. all of them. Um, all, but some are more spectacular. I agree with you. Gymnastics is, is particularly spectacular. Mm-hmm. Just in terms of the human body and what mm-hmm. they're able to do uh, with the human body. Whereas, you know, <laughs> what is it? Shooting events? Oh, yeah. Archery. That. Or archery. I guess I don't know if they have archery, but different. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's some events that I will never watch. But. No. Boxing, I'm not a great fan of people no. pounding each other's heads. Wrestling, wrestling and all quite, that. No, I don't no. like judo. I don't like watching. No, um, the running events. Yeah, running the, track, the, the track, track the field. short ones. Like you know, uh, and I guess the the finish line for the. Uh, I mean, the marathon is a major event, right? That's yes. that's a big deal. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I like watching parts of it. Yeah. Too, and right. for sure, when people are finishing, that's right. fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you have it. We had a bit of a. A discussion on on some of the issues that that come up here locally, and of course mm-hmm. the Olympics is one. And we talked a bit about homelessness and uh, and uh, the problem with the growing strength of the public sector mm-hmm. and public sector unions and the public sector. That's very often the bureaucrats run things in our supposedly democratic societies and i don't think that's a problem that's unique to canada no i don't, I don't think, think so. that's a problem worldwide hopefully one day we can peel back the strength of the bureaucracy okay <laughs> thanks jill thank you bye